Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks. Today's podcast is the third episode in our four-part series which I have tagged Lessons from the International Women's Leadership Conference that recently held in Dubai. I was blessed to have been in attendance to, in attendance, to have been one of the delegates there and I learned so much from the two days that um, the conference held and I felt I needed to share my learnings and my lesson, the lessons learned with my community, which includes my podcast community, my Instagram community, and pretty much anybody that comes in contact with me now, that's all you're going to hear. So brace yourself. Anyway, it was a two-day conference, but um, I'm going to try to summarize my learnings in this four-part episode. The last episode is really going to be about actionable next steps. When you hear this kind of um, lessons or you're a part of events like this, it's so easy to get back into your life as usual. And everything you've learned, all the inspiration, all the motivation just fizzle out and you get back to life as usual. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you even after listening to everything that I'm going to share. So that's what the last part of this series will be about. Today is the third part. So if you haven't listened to the first and second part, I would encourage you to listen to those first, right? Um, Listen to those first so that you can kind of be a part of, you know, everything we're talking about here. You know, you you have some kind of a context Um, because I might be referencing some of the old episodes, right? So listen to those first. But if you really just want to jump into this, that is all right as well. Anyway, I'm going to go right into it. You know, I've said I want these things to be nice and short so that it's um, easy for you to digest. So the last episode, I rounded up on Mrs. Shola David Boha's uh, session, which was amazing. That will probably be my longest um, of the series. The next speaker was a woman which I, who I consider beyond inspiring. I have to admit, I had never heard of her before the conference. And something quite funny happened. You know, um, we stayed in a hotel, the same hotel where the conference was holding. And when I was going to have breakfast that morning, I was going down to have breakfast. 
I shared the elevator with this woman in the in, you know in the elevator and you know, I was just nice and polite um she wore her mask so I couldn't quite recognize her but um we just shared a nice hello I think we even shared a bit of a joke and I left how was I supposed to know that God had given me an opportunity to have this woman to myself even if it was for a minute right I didn't know she was the one until she went up on stage and you know I was like this woman looks familiar right anyway enough about my rambling and my two seconds opportunity to to rub shoulders with a noble laureate anyway so the first the second speaker was um Lema Bowie I hope I've pronounced that right Lema Bowie she is a Liberian peace activist responsible for leading a, a women's non-violent peace movement called Women of Liberia Mass Action for Peace. They helped bring an end to the Second Liberian World War. So, sorry. They helped bring an end to the Second Liberian Civil War in 2003. And then in 2011, she was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize for that achievement. Isn't that something special? So she started by talking about being an agent for change and having a social change mindset. You know, Mrs. Boha had come to talk to us about her own career. You know, the context was, you know, um, her executive career that spanned about 31 years in the financial sector. You know, this was a completely different experience she was talking from the context of being a social change agent you know so for so th those of you who want to be um social entrepreneurs or you run non-for-profits this is um this is really what she's talking about anyway so she talked about having a social change mindset and so before any of us could even think okay you know what i'm running a profit run organization i'm running a business um, this is not for me. She was quick to say, we all have a seed for social change planted in us. All of us have it. As long as you're a human being, you have a seed for social change planted in you. And even if you're running a business, even if you're running a profit-run business, right, you should still be interested in making an impact in the world that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with making money so before anybody could say you look i'm an entrepreneur i'm um, a business person i mean I'm, I'm a fashion designer whatever it is that you do for money she was quick to say that we all have that seed in us we all have that seed in us so the next question was how do you recognize that seed how do you recognize that seed that thing that will drive you to make social change and this was the bit of her entire session that got me thinking and got all of all of us thinking really how to recognize or identify your seed for social change you have to ask yourself certain questions in fact ask yourself this one question are you ready to hear the question ask yourself what angers me so i'm asking you what angers you your anger is not just a negative emotion. 
only good for you to vent right you know a lot of us are here in nigeria we are angry about so many things and the only thing we do with that anger is vent you know when we sit together in gatherings we are just venting and complaining and letting off steam that's all we do with the anger but she said your anger is tied to your purpose so i think we need to give our anger some more attention what are those things that trigger us let me make you laugh a bit i had my cousin at the conference with me and during this particular session you know we we sat together and you know so she said to me i don't know i really don't know what angers me and she's a very easygoing person good for a laugh you know she's wonderful i just love her but you know i don't think i've actually really seen her super angry to be honest and so she said i don't know so she just tapped me and said to me tell me what angers me i don't know anyway so i said to her you know you're a nigerian i just teased i said you're a nigerian you know i'm sure you find one or two things that angry <laughs> so during the um conference this was a, another day somebody said one of the um one of the speakers just made a charge and said how many people here have their pvcs how many people here have registered to vote and i raised up my hand because i have registered to vote but she didn't see me raise up my hand so she tapped me and said you know rather sternly i can't believe it you haven't registered to vote why in the world wouldn't you have registered and i said to her i raised my hand you just didn't see me i have registered in that minute we looked at ourselves and it was like a light bulb moment i said okay i think i recognize some anger there that's a trigger right there so you know think about it anyway that's just uh by the way but yeah she said what angers you your anger is not just a negative emotion it's not just for you to vent with your anger is tied to your purpose so now once you have identified what angers you you need to find your space you need to find your space and by finding your space she was saying you need to create your space nobody is going to hand a space or a platform to you on um you know a silver platter in this doggy dog world no one is going to give you a space just because your cause is noble or just because it is something you are passionate about or just because you have solutions to offer you have to create your space you have to create your platform and with this platform attract your tribe find your community she said people who share your anger are part of your community and of course people who need your solutions so your anger is tied to your purpose your purpose is tied to the solutions you have to offer the world so what angers you you know I asked myself that question, what angers me? There are a lot of things that anger me. But um, one of the things that angers me is, I'm trying to think about it because there are many, but this particular one, customer service or the lack of it. You know, when I go to a store or when I interact with um, a service provider and they do not treat me well, or I realize that they have a culture that doesn't make um that doesn't make customer service priority my blood boils like 
I am a customer from hell if customer service is not your thing. You know, and this is one of the reasons why I launched my online course, How to Start a Ready-to-Wear Label in Nigeria. This is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I know like you that I could do more with this anger, right? Because it's really something that triggers me. You know, I, I almost can't forgive bad customer service, you know. It's terrible. It's really bad for me. So even now, I try to reel it in. I try to make excuses for vendors. I know it's not easy sometimes um, doing the right thing. But it really angers me and my blood boils when I experience um, a vendor or a brand that hasn't made customer service priority. Many other things anger me. But this one is, is, is huge for me. Um, of course, we also have to realize that once we have identified what angers us, it's important for us to start creating solutions. It's not just for us to be angry for nothing. Right? So your community is also waiting for you. Your community of people who share your anger and people who need your solutions. She also talked about how being a change agent is far from glamorous. Even though she won the Nobel Peace Prize, there's so much more to the journey than that reward. You know, many people who um, are also change agents, social change agents that are doing great work are not necessarily, necessarily recognized like she was, but that doesn't make their cause less noble. But she says, it's far from glamorous. It can only be sustained by a life of selflessness and integrity. It is also a life of sacrifice. She shared her own personal journey in this regard. How, you know, she really had to come to terms with the fact that she she wasn't present at all her children's um, events and um, all the milestones. She wasn't necessarily as present as she, present as she would have liked to, but she was deliberate about creating quality time for with her family and you know she's thankful that it was enough right so there will be sacrifices it won't be a bed of roses it will make demands on your time and your energy and it will not always be celebrated and rewarded so that was that was the meat of it for me this is what i got from her session and you know, the question about what angers me is something I'm still asking. Um, I'm thankful that I have a platform where I can help people. But now I am also asking myself what angers me and what I can do with that anger. Besides just venting, you know, about um, what's not working. Okay. The next speaker was Mrs. Ibukun Awoshika herself. And she just her session was nice and short and impactful one of the things she said at this session that really got me she said you are the core of your life guys you know how as women we are just being encouraged to give more and more of ourselves and we forget ourselves well mrs awisha was was reminding us who number one is and that's you she said you are the core of yourself you are the core of your life 
If the core is not right, nothing else will work. Nothing else in your ministry would work. So even though your ministry is noble, it won't work if you are not working right. Right? Nothing else will work in your career. Nothing else will work in your family life if you don't look out for number one, which is you. She said substance never changes and essence never changes. These are the things that form your core. The core is bigger than every role. The core, your essence, your substance, who you are, she said, is bigger than every role. And every role and everybody else who comes into your life, they should serve that core. They should not, they sh- they, you shouldn't sacrifice yourself for any role. They should serve that core. Your husband, your children, your business, your customers, they are not more important than your core. And I think this is important for all of us to realize that when you are looking for a spouse, this person should complement your life, not somebody who takes your life, right? Your children should complement your life. Your business should complement your life. Everything you do, your ministry should complement your life. They should give you an opportunity to shine. They should, they should serve your core. So to yourself be true, which I think is a summary of that. To yourself be true. And she, she encouraged us to ask these questions. Where am I right now in my journey? Who do you think you are? This back to the core. Who are you? Right? Where do you think you are going? You know, some of us are not clear about where we are going. And she said, where do you think your journey is leading? She said, the destination guides your path. And that was profound. That statement was profound for me. Because when you know where you are going, then you can identify if you are headed there. But if you have no clue where you are going, then you are just moving around, possibly even in circles, because you can't identify or recognize the destination. Right? So it's important for us to gain some clarity. So she also asked, where do you picture your life at 70? You know, for some of us, it might not be 70, it might be 50, it might be 60. How do you envision your legacy, she asked. These are deep questions, guys. But they're questions we should take time out to ask and answer. If you have some level of clarity, she said, then you will fight for it. So let's seek for clarity. And how do you seek for clarity? For me, you read books, you pray, you, you talk to mentors, you attend events like this, you're sensitive to the things that trigger you, the things that make you happy, the things that feed your joy. All these things give you clarity. And then finally she said, what is standing between you and where you want to be? What is standing between you and where you want to be for a lot of us it's some type of fear that we need to confront okay so that was it that was it from mrs awashika and that is my summary of the second day 
um there's a lot more but this i think was the meat of it for me um and i'm not going to touch on what every single speaker talked about i think i'm just going to touch about those things that were really profound for me and there were a little there were some more and i'll talk about that in the final episode where i'll also link it to actionable next steps when you are motivated when you're inspired like i hope you have been through this series what are the next things to do what are the things you do to keep this fire burning and to ensure that this inspiration and this motivation leads to doing and leads to an achievement that's what the final episode of this series is going to talk about i'm going to touch on what one of the last speakers talked about um and of course i'm also going to touch on actionable next steps like i have mentioned so that is it that is it for this episode please please listen to this series over and over again i'm doing this for two reasons number one i'm also trying to um remember this season remember this experience and i will also be listening to this um, series over and over again because you know how life happens and you can forget i've, I've put this now um in this series so that i can also listen to it over and over again and i hope you would also listen to it over and over again if you attended the conference please send me um an email or send me a voice note or send me a dm on instagram my handle is tommy.rotimi my email address is tommy at tommyrotimi.com i want to hear what resonated with you as well share your learnings with me as well um, and let me know what part of this series resonated with you. Also, please share. Please share. I'm only doing these things. It takes time to um, put these podcasts together, to put these episodes together. Um, it takes time. But I do it because I want to be a part of your growth. And I also want to help you as i am being helped as well i want many people to be inspired by my journey and by my learnings so please share 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 um the person who might need to hear this the most may not be in my network may not even be subscribed to my podcast but maybe if you share it it could just be one word that could turn everything around for that person so please share it's just a link all you need to do is copy that link and share with your WhatsApp group, share with your alumni group, share on your Instagram platform. Just share so that people can learn as well. Thank you so, so very much for listening. Um, speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Fat Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.